Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and I want to thank you for joining us. In this episode, we are joined by Brandon and also a speaker and author, Ty Foster. Ty is going to share with us what it was like growing up as a military brat and tragically becoming a Gold Star family. His father was tragically killed in 1987 when the USS Stark was attacked by an Iraqi fighter jet. He's going to share with us some of the struggles he faced with the loss of his father and how he's turned his life around and today helps people use GPS to find their life purpose and their dreams as it fits in with their passions. So again, Thank you for joining us and check out this episode. Welcome back, Brandon. How are you doing? Couldn't be better if I tried. Awesome. So we're recording on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. I actually did pretty good. I applied uh, Marsha Upson's naturally slim technique of eating slower, eat only what you want. I still kind of overate a little bit, but not like last year or the year before. How did you fare? I did really good. I did the same way. Eat slow. I, I felt good. I got to enjoy a lot of family time. Got to play with little bitty nieces, and those are always a blast. Awesome. Now, uh, we have with us Ty Foster, author of Navigate to Greatness, and uh, we, he didn't get the memo on eat slower in time. So, Ty, how are you doing, and how was Thanksgiving for you? It was uh, It was a blast, man. I, uh, I got peed on. I got pooped on. Awesome. <laughs> That's right. You have a two-week-old baby now. Yeah, it's a it's a process, man. Getting back into the grind of things. We our our youngest at before this new one was four years old, so it's been four years. Oh man, uh, I'm not sure we were we were equipped for it, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they but, say the only reason you have more kids is because you forgot what it was like to have the last one. <laughs> I don't know, man. This was more of a, a God thing. I don't, I'm don't. i trying to figure out how it all happened. I mean, I know how it happened, but I don't know how it happened happened. Yeah, we can't cover that part on here, but. <laughs> it's like Father of the Bride Part 2. Yeah. That's, that's a different podcast. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was blessing, man. It was good to be with family. It's always, it's always nice to have a good meal, especially Thanksgiving. So feel blessed, man. It's always a good time to remember what we're grateful for, and ultimately we'll we'll get into that as it's part of what you talk to people about. Mm-hmm. All right, I, now I love to kick us off with a uh, an icebreaker question, and if you listen to our past couple episodes, you kind of know what I'm going to hit you up with. Um, it's a little game I like to call Six Degrees of Separation: Fact or Fiction. So what I'll do is I'll ask you what are the six degrees that you're connected to somebody, and then I'm going to ask Brandon if he thinks what you said was fact or fiction. Sorry, I was posing for a selfie. <laughs> Brandon, you're horrible, man. I'm squirrel. <laughs> All right. So you ready? Go. All right. So what are the, um, so six degrees of separation. This is my question to Ty. How are you connected to Renee Zellweger? Okay. Renee Zellweger, um, my sister's, yeah, my sister's coworker, Stephanie, knows... No, that's not right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's her. It's her best friend. Yep. 
Sisters, co-workers, best friend. Brandon, fact or fiction? Sisters, co-workers, best friend. I would have to say fiction. Sounds a little too convenient. No, 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 no. It's real. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he's got it. Oh, it's oh, like, man. no way. The one I finally say fiction and it's real. <laughs> I got excited for a moment. I was like, Brandon, we finally got it. We got her in with Renee Zellweger. Let's say I need the number because yep. we're going to get her on the show. <laughs> you guys got me. You got me. You pulled my leg on that one. Way to go, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm on a mission to convince the world that Brandon's this huge Renee Zellweger fan. And uh, hopefully one day we do actually get her on the show. Or a restraining order. Or, either way. It, it's a win either way, I guess. <laughs> it got maybe signed with there. Maybe a restraining order, but I, you know, I'm not going. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> we could probably find her within a few weeks. You know, that's what I'm thinking. She's hard to get a hold of because she's not on social media. She has a an inversion to the. Well, she got some attacks on social media, so I totally don't blame her for that. But uh, that's another story. We'll get into that someday. But thanks for joining us, Ty. I appreciate uh, you know you coming on. I know you're in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, and. Uh, some of us down here in South Texas are like, well, we saw some clouds, but doesn't look like winter around here at all. So. Snow? What snow? <laughs> yeah. So, Todd, tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up and uh, you know what brought you from where you grew up to Salt Lake City? That's good. So, a little history. Um, my, uh, my upbringing was in Florida, pretty much all of Florida, where I went to school, college. Ultimately, I moved um, from there to go to chiropractic college in Kansas City. To a little school called Cleveland Chiropractic School, and it was it was, it was a pretty good trip. But uh, growing up, uh, military background. I don't know if you guys are used to that, or your uh, your viewers or listeners are used to the military life. But it's it's a little crazy, man. It's rigorous, <laughs> you know. Yep. Get a new home every two to three years. What? Say it again. You get a new home every two to three years. New set of friends yeah. every six months. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Yeah, you got you got to get some good people skills real quick, or you're gonna be lonely and crying in the corner. Oh yeah. So, so we did a lot of that. Um, not crying in the corner, a lot of moving around. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And we uh, we spent a lot of time, you know, folding the bed with the hospital corners and making sure our socks were folded right. The house was always clean. Oh yeah. It was it was uh, it was it was difficult, but um, I'm I'm grateful for the upbringing. It uh, gives give me a lot of discipline in my life. Uh, let's see. From there, um, let's see, you know, my, my mom put me in military school. Uh, you know, they, they, I guess they wanted to take it to the extreme level, not, you know, not just have a drill sergeant in the house. Let's make you have it constantly 24 hours a day. Not, <laughs> you know, so we, we did that deal for a little bit. And my father, he was a, uh, he was a Navy chief, you know, so the chiefs, I don't know if you guys know much about the Navy, but the chiefs are like the, uh, they're like the officers of the Navy. They, they basically Absolutely. run the Navy. Absolutely. I was in the Coast Guard, and then uh, Jerry was in the Army. So very familiar oh, with chiefs. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. My man. best friend is a uh, chief warrant officer in the Coast Guard today. So uh, very right familiar on. with chiefs. Those are the best. Yeah, absolutely. And they have a wonderful core. Well, he he um, he he was the master chief, uh, and, and then he got actually bumped down because he had helped a, uh, a kid get into the military kind of changes circumstances uh he helped him get in which he probably shouldn't have been in the military but he he ended up uh, getting court-martialed and bumped down from a master chief to just a senior chief so but as a that's another story for another day but that was kind of my upbringing man that was the lifestyle of of uh of tyrone foster awesome any brothers or sisters or oh yeah man we got a we got a whole litter you know <laughs> <laughs> awesome 
but my dad had two older boys uh, from his previous marriage, and he and, he, and then my mom and him when they got married, she had three girls, and so you know we initially had those two, those five come in the the bunch all together, and then they had my brother and I, my mom and him, had my brother and I like uh, shortly after they had gotten married. So you know, there's seven of us, man, and wow. we uh we we roll deep. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, make it happen. <laughs> I think that's where a lot of that drive in you came from. It's like, you know, you're, you're one of seven. You better get to work. You got to accomplish some stuff. You can't just sit around. Uh, you go hungry, you know, because food's on the table. <laughs> <Exactly. the time. laughs> yeah. I think it's the drive to eat. You know, it's like, I got to eat. I got to eat. They got to pick up the food. <laughs> yeah, they're not saving you anything. So you better be at that table. Oh, shoot, man. You, I could tell you stories for days, man. Take your story for days. But yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a cool upbringing, man. We, we, um, we had a lot of fun with the big group. My wife, she has a lot of kids in her family. They had seven wow. as well as family. We come from a big family. That's awesome. Both, both big families. So, so at age twelve, you you your whole life changed. So, uh, tell us a little bit about what that's like as, as a twelve year old, and then kind of how you reacted to that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. So let me, let me before I get into that, let me back up a little bit. So so my father, when I was uh, five years old, he, um, he, he went out to see a very normal routine. Um, every six months he would leave, come back, leave, come back. Uh, but he went out to sea and, and, uh, at this point he didn't come back. And there was an incident over in the Persian Gulf where the Iraqis shot two Exocet missiles at a USS start. <clears throat> and my father was on that ship along with 36 other sailors and they were, they were all killed and, uh, in the middle of the night. Now, um, you know, I, I don't have to go through the tailspin of what that, what that did for, um, for a kid at that age. I mean, it was pretty traumatizing. I, I remember that event like it was yesterday. I'm sitting in front of the TV um, and I'm watching uh, the news. Actually, I'm playing in the player in the, in the room, my little brother. My mom says, tells us to go into the, my sister's room and this is Navy housing. So the rooms are very small anyway. And we go to, yeah, we go over to this deal and looking at the TV and I see my father's ship and my sister says, you know, that's dad's ship. And I'm like, Oh shoot, dude, this is like legit. Like this is going down. And all of a sudden, they're popping up pictures of people that are on the ship, and and his picture came up. Now I don't mm. know, like look, like reflecting back on it, I don't know if that was him, um, them saying that you know he was one of the he may or may may or may not have been killed, or if it was just they were showing the sailors that were on the ship. Right. I don't know which one they were doing, but right, literally directly after that, we heard a knock on the door. And these men come to the door. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen these. Uh, we did a video for this, uh, for the book and for kind of the message and the speeches that I do yes. online. But if you guys seen that video, the servicemen walk up and you guys are military, you know what that notification means. 
Yeah. Uh, I didn't as a kid. And so I'm, right. I'm, I'm walking up to this door. And my mom's just screaming, don't open the door. Don't open the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the heck? These guys are our dad. <laughs> you know, these are friends. Right. Um, and they, they, they begin to tell us that story. Um, obviously the, the, you know, that my father is not coming home. And so, um, you know, for, from pretty much five years old on to about 12, um, middle 13, almost 13, you know, we went through this, uh, we, we wouldn't even say I love you in my house. I mean, it was just, it was that bad. It was cause, cause the thought process was if I, if I loved you, then you would die. Do you oh, follow, wow. you follow, like, so, wow. so that's the psychological damage in terms of in, in my psyche. Right. Um, for each kid, if you look at their vantage point, it was totally different. Each one suffered a different uh, mindset. And so that was my mindset and my perception of the world. And so I, I kept people at an arm length away from me, even further in some cases. But right. when you got too close, I would do something to destroy it. Um, it's kind of like, hey, have you guys ever seen Talladega Nights? Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know how when they're sitting at dinner and they're having a good time and they're just eating, I don't know what the heck, they're, they're at pizza or whatever they're doing. And then Ricky Bobby's dad just, he's sitting there and he has this like, he starts to get this feeling of uncomfortable love. He's like, people are, he's like, man, we're one big family. I wish we could do this every day. You, I don't know if you guys remember that, right. that scene. But he he gets up from the he gets up from the table and he starts making a scene. He starts cussing at the waitress and they're like, "What the heck is wrong with you? We're just having a good time." But it was just uncomfortable feeling of love. <laughs> it's like I just it, it couldn't happen. It just was too close for me. And so that 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 reflected my relationships. That reflected my behavior, my attitude on life. And there was no organization like Taps. You know, Taps is around today. You guys are familiar with that. Yes. Uh, or the the Wounded Warriors Project, or all mm-hmm. these these grieving camps that people can go to and receive help. My father was a part of this era where you know he was his ship was attacked, but we weren't at war, so there was no like compensation. There were no programs that said, "Hey guys, we want to help you." Um, you know, your kids go through this. There was just there was a family thing, and we weren't feeling that anyway. Nobody was actually reaching out. So ultimately, we were on our own and abandoned in this kind of trying to stew and figure out how to work through this in our mental psyche. And so at age 12, you know, I'm, I'm already damaged, you know, I'm in gangs, I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling with, uh, you know, a lot of the addictions of alcohol or drugs. And this is, this is 12, 13. This isn't grown man. This is very early on. Right. And so I get to, um, I get to this memorial service, which they have every year, but this was like a big one. We're up in Washington, DC. Gentleman comes up to me. He says, listen, uh, has anybody ever told you a story about your dad? You know, I'm the cocky, arrogant kid who's who's <laughs> mad at the world, right? And I'm like, yeah, everybody knows the story, man. You know, I'm being a jerk to the guy. I felt bad looking back on it. Right. But he says, listen, can I take you to lunch? And Brandon, this is where this is where he gets me is, you know, I tell people in my speaking segments, I say in 30 seconds, this guy changed my life. He said some powerful words. He said, he said, look, your father saved my life. Wow. Hold on. He said, if it wasn't for him. Brandon, he said, if it wasn't for my dad, he wouldn't be here today. Wow. Now, now, I, I don't know how this happened, but but within me, literally, there was a shift. There was an experience that happened that that I said to myself, within myself, I said, I have to take my dad's legacy and turn it into an opportunity where people can learn from and grow from. I need to share this message with the world. And and from that moment on, the seed grew within me because I knew as a kid. As a kid, growing up with a dad that I had, I knew I wanted to be a dad. And I knew I wanted to find a lifestyle where I could be a dad. But I had forgot about all of that crap because I was so angry and mad that it was like, I, you know, it's like that stuff was always there. 
but it was clouded with um with doubt and disbelief and anger uh and and so i had to get rid of all those things and that guy in 30 seconds helped me see my potential helped me see what what i had to live for um and and it and it was mind blowing and the shift was just you, you, if you if you talk to anybody at that time that knew me versus you know <laughs> prior to that yeah. you know they're like what the heck happened to you man did you see Jesus or something yeah, exactly <laughs> he didn't do one eighty he did a ninety hard hard left <laughs> oh it was it was almost immediate but it didn't stick you know because those those bad habits you know it's it's like um, Aristotle he said um, we are what we repeatedly do um, and and he says excellence then is not an it's not an act. It's a habit. And I, and I, I, I don't necessarily believe that fully. I say that we are what we repeatedly believe, what we think, what we think and believe about ourselves is what we do. And so ultimately I had to, um, change my belief. I had to change my thinking, uh, because I was acting and, and doing things based on the way I was thinking. So it took time to do that, but that was the initial changing point. That was the initial experience that gave me the, the environment to change. And the application of the change gave me the empowerment to continue on in that change. And you fast forward to today and you're helping other people do the same thing with their own lives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, and like I said, that it's, it, it was always a it's been a process. But but ultimately, yes. I mean, it's it's uh, it's I ha- See, here's a, here's an interesting situation about a week ago. I'm sorry. The day before my son was born, I buried one of my my good friends and brothers who who actually baptized me. Oh, wow. um, and he's thirty four years old. Uh, my dad was thirty three when he died. He has a five year old son. Now, listen to the kind of the the irony in this. This is kind of trippy. Is that they they lived in Cleveland, Ohio. He's working for Procter and Gamble. His wife just moved here with their family, so they're here. They're about twenty minutes away from it. <clears throat> with his five year old son. Now it's five years old when my dad died. And, and, uh, you know, I think about all the struggles I've gone through. This kid can avoid completely because I'm going to be there for this little boy. Um, and his dad, if his dad wouldn't have baptized me, I would have never known him and never been in this situation. Wow. Uh, but I'm here. And because I went through those things, I can influence this kid in a positive way. Um, and, and tell the stories about his father, like all the sea dogs used to do me. These old sea right. dogs, they show up and they tell me about my dad. I'm like, I get, I, I could sit there for hours, like a little kid, like in a candy. Right. Exactly. Wow. Like, look at like Santa Claus. Tell me more stories. Yeah. What know? else did he do? And what else? Yeah. And what else? But, but that's kind of, that was the, that was the change point for me at age 12. You know, that, it, but it, it, it was a process. Like I said, Brandon, it wasn't something that happened overnight because I had, I had created some very bad environments for myself, uh, bad friends that do bad things, but also just habits, you know, that are just chemically damaging to the brain. Anyway, so. And that's important for for people hearing this message because it's easy to look at you now and say, well, this is the way it's always been. But even though you had the major uh, awakening at that moment, you still had, like you say, all your friends were still doing bad things. All your habits were still there. You had to go slowly knock all of those down. It's not like you got to go back home yet. It probably a bad analogy, but it's kind of like coming back from, you know, the, the military or prison or whatever. You walk right back into the same situation you left. You have to either be different or you're going to fall right back into the same thing you did before. Absolutely. One hundred percent. You know, there's so many situations I go and do prison, like, you know, ministry and mentoring ship. And, uh, you know, I'm working with this one guy who legitimately he, he came out, he got circled around good people. 
Um, but he was he was his his mindset. He's been so institutionalized that mentally he he likes that lifestyle of being able to have three meals, being able to you know not think about his life. Everything's planned. And whenever a difficulty or tragedy or something comes up where it's a challenge, it's like it's so tough for him that he doesn't he, mentally. He's like, ah, I can't do the, t- I can't do it. And he gives up and he does something stupid to put himself back in there because he he's into institutionalized. He, so you got to change that mindset. And it's a it's a it's a process. That's for sure. I love what you said, the awakening. I like that. I like that. Brandon. <laughs> I like that. Right. I'm going to be using that, man, man. I'm going to be using it. I'm always searching for new content. So I like that. That's awesome. Awaken. And and it really is because, you know, when we all, we all can talk about a time and I know this isn't necessarily, uh, the, the point of the podcast altogether as far as, you know, coming out of a dark life. But even if you're just stuck in that rut of doing the same thing every day and being comfortable, that darkness is what you have to wake up from. You have to awaken your own sense of adventure and your own sense of purpose and say, why am I here? How did all of this stuff happen? Nobody would wish, you know, on anybody to lose a parent or, or lose a child or anything like that but when it's when it does happen how do you wake up from that and use it for good like you said you knew the only way to honor your father is to use all of the stuff that you had been through and now you're going to pour it into your best friend's son and and help him maybe skip ahead you know 10 years from what you suffered through and and get a jump start on his life to to go in the right direction yeah I believe that there's usefulness in all pain. I wouldn't say, I mean, I, I have some faith principle within me that says that, you know, all things happen for a reason, but I, I kind of steer away from that and say there's usefulness in all pain, you know, Absolutely. And, uh, it's, it's a powerful, powerful thing when you can take something like that, any, anybody, I, I mean, I, and, and use it for good. You know, I think about, you know, my sisters were molested growing up, you know, and I think about how, to, you know, how do you change that? One of them's just got a brilliant mindset with it when she did. It's just going through that and being able to shift and say, look, I can learn from this and this can be something that could be a good thing for my life. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> it's crazy, but it's powerful. I was just remembering another interview we did where um, our guest talked about post-traumatic growth. And that just immediately jumped into my head when you talked about uh, your sister's mindset around that tragedy. I mean, a lot of people let that tear them up and she's grown from it. And right. I mean, unfortunately, it'll probably always be there as a scar tissue of some kind emotionally and spiritually and um just in her memories, but you know, she's grown from that. So anyway, it, Brandon just pointed to me. I'm like, that's the only thing in my head right now. It just, it, it popped in. So, uh, when <laughs> <laughs> um, you think about working out, man, you get, you, you think about the, I've read this book called guts. It's not out yet. I was reviewing it for a, a, a guy who's who wrote the book called the orange duffel bag. That book's amazing. But look that up. But he talks about in there when you're working out, he goes, they did this study with the athletes and, and the um, circuit training. And it was like the guys who were maxing out to the fullest were the strongest in the end. Like the teams were the strongest, but the ones that maxed out, meaning that they they pushed all the weight to the end. And you got athletes in your family. You got boys that are brand. You got superstar athletes right now. But when you when they're when they're cutting their muscles and they're breaking down that muscle tissue, it's that's how it's going to how they're going to get stronger. Right. And I think it's the same same way applies mentally, emotionally. You know, when we go through stuff, we can look at those things and say, look, that pain and we can be like, oh, my muscles are in pain. I don't want to work out anymore. Or we can take that pain and we can utilize it and apply it to something good and be beneficial to the society from it. That's 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 right. the way I see it. That's such a great idea or analogy because, you know, that's how we grow 
is, is, you know, we got to get through that pain. We, my wife and I talk all the time about our kids, you know, you, we would love to have them skip a couple of steps and maybe not suffer the consequences of things. Maybe you want to step in and fix it. Our uh, grandson was over, uh, spent the night the other night and we went to the store and he was doing really good. And then he started throwing a fit when he didn't get a candy bar and, and, you know, and she said, well, maybe he just needs one. And I said, no, you know, he has to understand the consequences so he gets better. Otherwise, if you don't suffer through some stuff, you're never going to be as strong as you could be. You know, nobody would, would choose the life maybe you went through, but it's made you who you are. And if we look back on our own lives, we, we won't want to make our kids' lives easier than ours. And I always tell people, well, wait a minute. You turned out to be a pretty good person. Why do you want to raise your child different than you were raised? Everybody's parents make mistakes. We make mistakes, but. Overall, my parents did a pretty good job of not giving me everything I asked for. I don't want to do that to my kids. I want them to earn some things and, and suffering consequences are how we grow. You know, some are worse than others, but you hear some of these stories of people who, you know, grew up with, with no parents, they're orphans or whatever, and they put themselves through college and they put themselves through business school or whatever it is. And now they, you know, control all of this stuff and have such an impact. You're like, that's the life was only that life was only forged through the pain and through the suffering. And Mm -hmm. so don't skip that part. You know, you've got to lift the weight to build the muscle. Don't skip the weight part and, and jump to the muscles by pills or, you know, steroids or whatever it is. You've got to go through it in order to maintain it. Amen. I like it. I like it. Yeah. We're going on the road together. I'm telling you, give me a call. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bring the breakfast tacos. There you go. <laughs> was that Jacob who said No, that was me. That, that was Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my poor son, he's he's over here in the studio. And he's got himself draped over a – I may have to put this picture in the show notes, but he's got himself draped over a chair playing on his phone, and I, I just texted <laughs> the picture to my wife. I'm like, ah, oh, poor Jacob. I should have gotten another headset so he can listen in on this great conversation. So. <laughs> I thought- I thought he was. De- I thought he had said that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would have been oh. awesome. That that would have blown my mind because Jacob yeah. is an introvert. For his, so for him to jump in and chime in like that, that would have been awesome. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That was, that was good. Oh. Good for you. Good for- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it threw me off. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, so in your book, you talk about a number of things that are really good. Uh, there's the GPS. So knowing where you're going in life requires GPS. Wait, Ty has a book. Do we know the name of it? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I would have said it in the intro, but I'll say it again here just in case. Uh, cool. but it's, yeah. So Ty's got a book. It's called Navigate to Greatness, Getting What You Need to Get to Go Where You Need to Go. Woo. I, I just know it as Navigate, navigate to Greatness. I was like, wow. Read that. All right. Note to self, practice the subtitle too, if you're going to say it on air. <laughs> uh, anyway, you, you talk about knowing your GPS to help you find your purpose in life. And uh, so the, not an actual physical GPS that talks to satellites, but a different kind of GPS. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. So ultimately, we all want to get somewhere, right? You, you I, you know, your, your wife, your kid, Jacob back there, he wants to get somewhere, whether it's to the store or I want to get to, uh, you know, graduate. I go speak at schools. You got kids who say, I want to graduate. Okay. You want to win a state championship, whatever it is. You want to get somewhere in life, but you're going to need certain things to get that. You can't do it by yourself. Okay. And you need to identify. Most people can identify. Yeah. I'm good at this. You know, I'm good at that. But do you really know you're good at it? 
And the best way to test it, you know, I've found is to find 10 people that know you, you know, and find those 10 people and have them sit down and say, hey, listen, what do you think my gifts are? Give me give me just list out if you could tell me what my gifts are. Write them out for me. And if you lived enough life at this point or you've had a you've circled yourself around at least, you know, a few people, you've, you've got 10 people that you can go to your mom, your dad, your grandparents and then get some non-biased perspective in there. But either way, those 10 people are going to tell you what your gifts are. And I'm not saying you listen to them. I'm just saying you're going to get a, a 10 people is a good sample size to, to look for the patterns in your gifts. Oh, yeah. And, and then your and then your passion is the P, you know, the th- this is tricky because people think, well, you know, I'm passionate about, you know, um, you know, I'll give you an example, passion about football. You know, I'm real passionate about it, but you don't want to go to practice. You know, th- that's not a good indication that you're passionate about it. You know, passionate means you're staying out there. You, you sleep, you dream about it. Like that's a, that's a passion for me. Passion is speaking. Like I, if somebody calls me in the middle of the night and say, listen, I need you to be at this spot. I will be on the plane tomorrow flying over there. You know, it, it's not, it's a passion of mine. I left my my kid not in the sense of I leave my kid. I love my kid, love my <laughs> right. kid. But I left. My kid came home from the hospital, and I had to I had a speaking engagement. You know, I had to fly out there because it was a. It's to me, it's like psychological is that somebody may need me. They may need to hear a message, right. and I'm the one that deliver that message that would commit keep them from committing suicide, or would have given them the business idea that would create a multi billion dollar business that will change the world, or given them the inspiration to come up with a formula that would solve HIV. You know, that, right. that's the, that's the power that comes out of me when I'm speaking. I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go <laughs> because it's a passion. And if I'm not doing it, I don't feel like I'm fulfilled. Passion, right? Find 10 people asking about their passion. And then the, the S is the snag. And I use snags instead of like, you know, stumbling blocks or something. It's cause, cause snags are one of those things where it, it keeps you from getting where you went. Like you can see it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You see, visually see it, but something just pulls you back. And whether that's you internally pulling you back or some some people around you pulling you back or the the education, lack of education pulling you back, you get there and you don't have the confidence to walk through that door. You know, you're you're at the point where you could you could actually pursue your future, but you don't want to walk through that door because you don't feel confident enough because you lack the education or you lack the people associated with to give you the resources to get past there. But whatever it is, but you got to GPS yourself in order to know what it is. And once you figure out those snags, you talking to 10 people, they're going to give you a good list of things. Sometimes people will take punches at you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I found when I'm sitting down with clients, they're like, yeah, somebody took an opportunity to take a jab at me. And the way you know is it's not in the pattern. You see, we have patterns of behavior that are consistent, you know, good, good behavior, good habits that we form or bad habits that we form. And those things show up in our GPS. They show up in our snags. And then we can go and look at it. I had a, a, a client of mine, her snag was that she, she loved, well, shouldn't say loved. She, she was a people pleaser. Right. Um, and, and, uh, it got her in trouble. She overextended herself. She <laughs> said yes. To, she said yes to any, you call her, she would say yes. Right. All right. And that's bad for her business. You know, her business burned down because of her, because she did, she kept saying yes. Right. And her thought, her thought process, her snag was, I, if I didn't, I was a bad person if I didn't say yes. Right. And so here, here's the, the psychology is her grandmother, when she was around, I don't know, 15, 16 years old, told her that she was a bad person. She was a bad person and she would never have any friends. Now, 
Now that's that's the framing for why she did what she did for the rest of for pretty much you know she's thirty something years old you know that's what she's done her pretty much from that mo- moment on so that she doesn't let people so she's not a bad person she did that so so it's important to understand the snags that they may be psychological you know snags that are holding you back from being successful and you're creating all these you know you're sabotaging yourself on a regular basis in your pursuit of of happiness or where you want to go. Um, and, and so anyway, that's, that's the, that's the GPS of, of yourself. And that's the exercise someone can do in order to find that GPS. I think that's why it's really important too, for us to look at what kind of snags are we putting on other people? Maybe you're the grandmother, you know, maybe you <coughs> kind of like you were saying, well, you didn't necessarily want to go to the speaking engagement because, you know, your son had come home and stuff, but you needed to, because maybe you were the person that let one of these snags go. You know, maybe you were going to say something that just said, you know, despite what your grandmother said when you were 12 or 15 or whatever it was, it's just not true. And that unleashes something. So on the other side of that, we got to be careful with our own kids, especially, but just other people, casual conversations. It's like, you know, you're never going to be good at this. You can't write a book because you're just not that good at it anymore. Oh, man. (laughs) Don't put snags in other people's lives. I could tell you how many, sometimes people use that as a fuel, though, depending on the personality. Like me, my, I had professors used to tell me, my professors, uh, high school teachers used to tell me, <laughs> what's this? Yeah. You'll never graduate. Right. <laughs> you know, I had, a, I had a mom boyfriend who told me, he said, you boys are going to end up in jail or, or dead. You right. know, and, and yeah. I, you know, just hearing that stuff, just, I, I'm just saying it makes me, makes me kind of have a gag reflex, like, ugh, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> son. Who, who, who says that stuff to people? <laughs> yeah, my my son dated a girl. Her um her parents are divorced, but the dad from time to time in a drunken fit of something will call her up and just tell her how useless she is and how right. horrible of a person she is and and she'll eat it up and just think, oh wow, my dad doesn't love me. And I'm like, where's your dad? I I, I got a bat and, oh, and a foot. <laughs> and, uh, I'm I'm gonna help this guy out a little bit. Like who? does that and it just blows my mind yeah and so i love that brandon brought that up like as we're doing that gps let's make sure we're also not that snag for somebody else that that takes a lot of courage to admit and and a lot of self-awareness that a lot of people don't have so i like what ties bring into this where you know recognize if you're allowing somebody else to be a snag in your own dreams and your own passions and if that's getting the way of you then you've got to mm-hmm. make a mindset shift and not let that affect you anymore so i love i love that you mentioned that ty yeah. you know jerry my personal belief is that anybody can do anything i believe we're god stuff we were created with the essence of being able to do we're, we're creators we were meant to create and being that that is the 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 center of who we are if we want to do something all it takes is legitimately going through that captain's will of finding out who you are, finding out your GPS, finding out your greatness, defining the characteristics. It takes finding the right people to associate with. Like we talked about in the beginning, if I want to be an astronaut, all I got to do is go look up all the astronauts on the Internet, see if they're close by or go travel to them and say, look, <laughs> what education did you get to get there? What, right. do, what do I need to get there? Will you mentor me and teach me? And if somebody says, yeah, I will, but you need to have money to do it. Go out and ask people for the money and say, look, I want to do this. I don't have the money, but can you help me get the money? There's right. many times when I didn't have a business. Mo- I had a business model, but I didn't have the money to do the business model. And I went to people and I said, listen, I'm passionate about that. I want to do this. This is where I want to go. And people said, I want to support you. Right. And they're always out there. You just got if you're passionate about it, you're going to go. You're going to put up the sign. You're going to walk mm-hmm. and knock the doors. You're going to make it happen. People invest in passion. 
You know, they they know you don't have the skills. You know, every college football player that's recruited is recruited based on passion. You know, will will they play for me the way I think they're playing right now in high school? And then the pros is the same thing. Business school, colleges that that recruit people that, you know, for scholarships and and just investments in general. I'm I'm investing in the passion of the guy that's running the place. You know, that's the guy I want. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's a it's a real deal. Whether it's you know fifteen, I mean, I had a guy give me fifteen grand, you know, just on pure passion, you know. Just, here you go. Oh yeah, that's in the book. Yeah, it's a cool story. Yeah, I found that ironic too because I once stole fifteen grand from a guy just because I was passionate about it. Was, <laughs> it's not in the book though. <laughs> Let me practice this. No, Your Honor, I did not know about that event in his lifetime. <laughs> you both may be called to testify at some point. I didn't hear what you said. I got deaf. I'm deaf. I didn't <laughs> we cut out at that moment, Your Honor. I, I wasn't there. It went Wait, out. This isn't my podcast. What am I doing here? <laughs> oh, it, it, Jacob's in trouble too. Yeah, oh, that was that other Brandon uh, Cunningham we talked about earlier. Uh, <laughs> so let him about this. So Ty's got a lot of great tips in his book, Navigate to Greatness. Uh, I mean, so GPS was just one piece of it, and I wish we had the time to go into all of it, but then that's that's also why Ty has his speaking engagements, his seminars, the coaching, and all that good stuff. So I recommend to you, if you don't have a copy of this book, Navigate to Greatness, Getting What You Need to Get to Go Where You Need to Go, is it by Ty Foster. You need to get a copy. Download it on Amazon Kindle and and read it. And I love how you wrote it, Ty. You wrote it kind of the same book twice from two different perspectives. You wrote it from a position of inspiration. Life is going good. I want to take it up another level. How am I going to get there? And then halfway through, you switch it up. You say the same concepts, but now it's from a point of desperation. I I failed somewhere. I want to pick myself back up. And then how do I apply these concepts of GPS, of navigating to greatness, of the captain's wheel, of appreciating myself as the captain of my own life. And I just thought that was very creative because when I realized, I'm like, wait, he's repeating the same stuff. But then I saw it from the perspective of desperation. I thought, oh, yeah, I've been there before. Oh, yeah, I I should have read this half of the book first about five years ago. <laughs> this would have saved me a lot of trouble. If, if uh, Ty had had more passion to write it five yeah. years ago. <laughs> and so I, I was really impressed that you wrote it in that perspective of from inspiration and then you repeat it, but from a position of desperation. And so for you, wherever you are in your life, if your life is good and you want to go up that extra level, you read the front half of the book first. If you just hit a snag and you, you hit a low point in your life, you're in that rut and you're trying to get out of it, start in the second half. I think it's like chapter, he says it in the table of contents, uh, part two. So chapter seven, shipwrecked, and you just start from there. Uh, so anyway, so that book is great. What I wanted to ask you is, because you do more than just have the book, you you have a website, you do seminars. Can you tell folks about how they can get in touch with you so they can have you speak for their organization, speak for them, their church, what have you? Yeah, they can get in contact with my assistant, Kimra, and she's awesome. She'll she'll make sure you get all the, the packets, all the information that you need to uh, get me out there or over there. It's um, Navigate to Greatness at gmail.com that you can go to and find all the, uh, just email her. Her name's Kimra and she will get you all taken care of. And that's, uh, navigate to greatness at gmail.com. Or you can go to my Facebook page. I love, uh, hearing comments on there on my Twitter. Facebook is at Mr. Ty Foster. 
That's uh, Mr. Ty Foster at Facebook. And the uh, Twitter is Ty Foster NTG for Navigate to Greatness, baby. There you go. Or TyroneFoster.com. And that'll all be in the uh, show notes. You beat me to asking him, what about your website? (laughs) I just happen to have it up. (laughs) All right. Any last words of wisdom you'd like to leave our audience, Ty? Yeah, I do. I'd say this, you know, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, um, you can have an impact. You know, uh, I heard a long time ago, if we want to change something, we have to engage it. And I, I want to encourage anyone who's listening out there to to go after what they want because it's it's there for you it's waiting on you to to get it uh and nobody else can take it from you no one no one can take it from you i want you to get it i want you to get a lot of life i want you to be able to experience it at its fullest i'm I'm grateful for where i'm at i'm grateful for what i have i'm grateful for you know all the things that have happened to me to be able to have what i've i've have right now i mean it's really a true blessing um, and I'm honored, and I know large part to understanding who I am and what I can become as a tribute to that. So I want you, whoever you are, um, if you're struggling, if you're not struggling, if you want to, you know, do something and you're just afraid to do it, go do it. Reach out there and, and, and get beyond the rut. I like that, beyond the rut, and make things happen. I love it. That That's just probably the best way to end this show. So thanks, Todd. We really appreciate having you on. And uh, congratulations on the birth of your new, newest child. And go enjoy that. And uh, just have a wonderful weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. We'll keep up with you on Twitter. All right. You guys take care. You too, Ty. Peace. Bye-bye. If you like what you heard in this episode, share us with a family member, a friend, a coworker, that neighbor across the street. If you haven't yet subscribed to our show, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Just head over to any of those apps and search for Beyond the Rut and subscribe to us. We'd also love to hear from you. So if you have a Beyond the Rut story you want to share with us, or if there's somebody you know whose story would be great to share with our listeners, Send us an email at info at beyondtherut.com or give us a call at 361-596-3788 and leave us a message. You can find the link for Ty's book as well as his website at the show notes for this episode. Just go to beyondtherut.com slash 065. Well, that's it. We'll catch you on the next episode. Uh, well, we'll do in a, in a moment. I'll do a countdown: three, two, one, and that'll let me know in the recording where the episode actually starts. And okay. then we'll kick off with a uh, an icebreaker, and Brandon's going to love it. He's going to bounce a random ball. I don't know why. <laughs> and the ADD then, is strong. There we go. <laughs> the ADD is strong in this one. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself. I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.